1: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the app store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And on the call, back in the Brewer's booth, Brian Anderson, BA, Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Welcome back. How are you? How much hey, how how much uh <laughs> does American Family Field miss
0: Tim Shea these days? Oh man. It's Palpable. Every time you walk in there, you can just feel it. We should get a one of those those big fat heads. You know, those big cutouts. Yeah. And just post it right there at the entrance. Tim Shea. Tim Shea was here. He yeah, we need,
1: here. we need a Tim Shea gate. We need a Tim Shea statue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got we got sure. plenty like of a, room.
0: Like up there, right next to Bob Euchre's statue behind the pole, up up top. <laughs> Yeah. We I, miss him, man. He's a great guy. He was uh he was awesome for us. We loved working with Tim. He always handled everything beautifully. Um but uh but now you got him. So, congratulations on that. Yeah, you
1: in uh 15 seconds have talked nicer about him than I have in the last 5
0: months combined. So, be careful. <laughs> he's sneaky. I, I know. You know, if he he's nice sizing you up, man. You never know. You don't want to you don't want to be uh you don't want to bust on him too much. He's got a <laughs> he's got a little gangster in him. I That's know why I, I don't cross him.
1: <laughs> I see that Brian Anderson, <laughs> Valley Sports, Wisconsin. How long are you here this this time around? How long we got you for again?
0: Oh, uh, we going into my schedule. I'm like Tiger Woods. I don't reveal my schedule.
1: Oh, I love your schedule. I was so fascinated uh, uh, two weeks ago. I think <laughs> you were in New York for a Yankee game, and the Brewers were across town with the Mets. I thought that was yeah,
0: yeah. Well, so I'll be I'll be around a lot more now. Um, just I had to get through the NBA playoffs. Uh, then I actually went, had a big stretch of games that I was going to do in June, but I got COVID, um, so I was gone for basically two weeks. So that kind of cut into the big swath of games post NBA playoffs that I was supposed to do. So uh, I apologize that I haven't been around as much as uh, as I thought, but. I'm still, you know, I'm on the books for 50 games. It's kind of the new era for me. I really wanted to stay in Milwaukee, um, but I would have understood if the Brewers wanted to move on. I, I signed a new contract with Turner Sports, and, you know, that it was an exclusive contract, but I really wanted to, to do the Brewers if they would let me, so they did, thank goodness. And so I'm still able to, to be a part of uh, Brewers Television. But Jeff Levering is you know, he's the guy doing most of the games now, and I'm I'm happy to come in there and do games when I can. But I will be around quite a bit. I got the rest of this homestand. I'm not going on the road trip, but uh, you know, Fourth of July, I'll be there. That whole homestand with the Cubs and the Pirates. And I mean, I could go through the whole calendar if you want, Bart. I I got it in front of me. If you want to just well, you guess, go day by day? Just yeah, email, email it to me or... so I
1: can follow along. <laughs> and I give can me a know. screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> screenshot me. Um, one thing I want to I want to know about, like, when you're not with the Brewers and you're doing a game, let's say you're doing a Bucks celtics game or you're doing whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, because you got to follow along so when you come back you're in the know with everything. I imagine yeah. during the game, like, during a game you're calling, whether it was the Yankees last week or, or a basketball game, you find out after what happened with the Brewers or do you got like, your eye on the score the whole time?
0: No, I'm on it. Like, I, I'm always with the Brewers, so I'm never not with the Brewers. I have it. If I'm doing a game, so I did a game Tuesday in Atlanta, Giants Braves on TBS, and you know when we go to commercial, I pop on the MLB app, see how the Brew Crew's doing. So it's a constant part of my life. You know, I live here, part of this community. Um, I will say what's very interesting. I think fans uh, probably wouldn't know this, or you know. So I think the idea is that. Every announcer goes in with a rooting interest, which is not true that just doesn't happen. Joe Buck is not rooting against the Packers all those years, I promise. <laughs> and I don't root against any other team. We get that a lot when we do national games, but I'm much more of a fan of the Brewers and like into the games in a in a desk slamming, you know, pounding way than when I'm working a game. When you're working a game, you're 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 trying so hard to make sure you present the game. You're you're going like an assembly line, just inning by inning, piece by piece. You know, how can you cover the game, be present with the game? And then when the game's over, then you start to unpack like, oh, man, I wish they would have gotten a hit here or that would have been good there. And you start to become a more of a fan. Um, but when I'm not working games, I, I, I find myself yelling at the television a lot more. <laughs> and so it's been an interesting part of all of this that, uh, I, I'm able to, to root and be more of a fan when I'm not actually doing the game. When you're doing the game, yes, you, you want the Brewers to have success on, on a Brewers broadcast, but <clears throat> it's really not central to what, what I'm doing. I want to make sure I do my job well and that Rock is doing his job well and the production team. So we're so hyper-focused on not screwing up our performances that it's kind of hard to be a fan. Um, when you're working a game. So I hope that makes sense. But uh, when I'm not working, I'm totally locked in and I'm listening to the radio when I'm through airports and I'm watching on the uh, on the MLB app, whether it's on my phone or iPad or wherever I am.
1: Talking with Brian Anderson back in the booth with Bally Sports Wisconsin. He'll be there a bunch, obviously, this summer. So I had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago The uh, from Fond du Lac. So the Fond du Lac Dock Spiders needed an announcer for mm-hmm. one game. Uh, Cause they've got nice. this kid, they've got this kid out of college. He's like 21, but he's, he's really good. And so I, you know, I know the guy, I got connected. I, I went down there and did a game. I've done games on the radio before for baseball. This was different. Cause it's on a TV feed uh, through the Northwoods league. And I wanted to ask you about like those days, like now you have a whole team, right? Everybody's there. They have a whole team back in the, like the minor league days for you. I want to know mm-hmm. what about that you miss the most. And then also like, it's hard. Cause like, you're the only guy, this kid they have now, he's their whole broadcast. He does the pre, he does the post, he does the stats, <laughs> he does the media guide, he does the games. It's like, it's incredibly, it's a lot on you. And if you even go like quiet for 10 seconds, the whole broadcast goes, falls apart.
0: <laughs> well, I did that for nine years. So, um, I tell people all the time, you know, um, it it's it I guess it'd be it'd be likened to a marathon runner building up for a marathon, you know, but you're doing it by yourself. So all of those skills and that muscle memory of working by yourself. And I had a partner occasionally in the minor leagues. I wasn't always by myself, but generally you're by yourself, you engineer the whole thing. So you you have a suitcase full of equipment, you set up the equipment every day, you travel with it. So not only do you have your own you know, luggage, your clothes, you have another suitcase that has all the equipment. Um, so that's kind of your existence. You know, you're walking around. I, I remember there were no rollers on the suitcases back in those days. That's how old I am. That That's what I really remember is, is uh, balancing those suitcases. Um So in the minor leagues, um that's where you cut your teeth. I started in radio. I did nine years of that, and I did 140 games in 180 days for nine years. Uh, And on the 40 off days, you typically were on a bus somewhere. So it's not like you had like a – I've had very few just off days at home where I was home doing nothing. It was always something. I also did the press notes. So I was uh, part of the the PR team, so I did the press notes. Uh, We pulled tarp. We did field maintenance if we had to. I mean, it was the whole experience. So if you're asking me what I miss about that, I don't miss anything about <laughs> any of that. <laughs> Not one thing. But I will say it hardened me to the point where I was, you know, I feel pretty nimble. I feel like I can pretty much handle anything and do anything. I loved every second of it. Um, when I first started, I was 22, and I was working with a guy, an older guy who had been around, so he was very helpful to me. But um, I threw batting practice. I I was a catcher in college. So I caught bullpen. So I would show up about two o'clock every day. I would catch the early bullpens, uh, for pitchers. Um, and then I would, uh, throw usually the first group, sometimes the first two groups of batting practice. And the Dodgers at the time paid me $25 a game to do that. So I thought, man, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. So I made $25 to catch and throw BP a game. I did, I made $25 a day to do the broadcasting. And on the road, I got a dollar a bag to pull the bags off the bus or the plane. um, Me and the athletic trainer. The athletic trainer is basically the traveling secretary. So I told him, stand over there. I'll pull every bag. And he would just rip off (laughs) $1 bills, as you can imagine what that scene was like. So I'd always come home with a bunch of uh, dollar bills. So, you know, that was always very curious for my wife. Like, why do you have all these (laughs) singles in your wallet? Um, but that's what I did. I did that for a long time and I loved it. I was in it. I was part of it, but it's, it's hard, man. It's really hard. And, you know, I think that's what, that's where the foundation of, for me anyway, where you get, you, you get rid of all the thorns quickly because it's a marathon. You you have to work on your voice, your breath support, all of your skills, your vocabulary has to expand all of that. So it, it just forces you into it. And, You know, that's why most broadcasters don't survive just a couple of years doing minor league baseball. It's just, it's really tough.
1: Well, it's really tough because not like, you're not just calling the game. You just mentioned all the other stuff that you do. And then even when calling the game, the big takeaway I took from when I did it for the Doc Spiders a couple of weeks ago was like the first, I'm I'm, like miserable at keeping a scorebook. Okay. And so you have to do that when you're by yourself because nobody else is doing the stats for you. So the the first at-bat for everybody, I'm talking and I'm fine because I got things. They've played a few games. I got things I can talk about. And then the second one, I've kept a decent inning so I can talk about, you know, what happened the second at-bat. By the third at-bat, now I screwed up the book. I wrote it all in the same column. (laughs) I can't remember what the guy did in the first and the third. That's when I found it to be challenging is the process of trying to keep a book while you're talking. I think that'd be the biggest hurdle for me
0: yeah it's almost uh it's almost i mean it's habit now you don't i don't even think about the actual entries in the book i just do it i don't even i don't spend one ounce of brain power on the book uh but you do take those moments between innings when you go to commercial to get your book organized you know to make sure it's you have like you wrote in the last out or you <clears throat> you you wrote in first pitch strikes or whatever you wanna you know whatever you find and and also i think as you do it more. Um, you start to remember things and you start to just kind of park these moments in your brain like that's something I may bring up later. So, for example, Andrew McCutcheon, I can recall it right now just because I have the muscle memory to do it and I did it for so long, but Andrew McCutcheon doubled off Adam Wainwright last night on an 0-2 pitch. And so I, I will remember that. Like I, I don't have to write that down. I just remember you know, next time up, hey, if he gets an 0-2 count, I'm going to bring this up. And then where it works on television, so on radio you might you might mention it. Now on TV you add all these layers and you I might say in the talkback button, which I can communicate with a producer uh, without going over the air, I'll hit this button I'll say hey remember 0-2 pitch from McCutcheon, let's have that highlight ready in case he gets it in an 0-2 count. I wouldn't say it, we have a shorthand the way we speak but yeah. um, now you're bringing in the whole picture and so now it's Oh, he's in an O two count. Here's McCutcheon. Here, uh, he, this is what happened on last time up. Now Bill Schroeder takes over and does his analysis, and so now it becomes a symphony, you know. But it's the same principles that you're that you're the fire starter. You're the one who is starting these these elements in a lot of cases, and um, you know we we have so many things that we have available or that we want to do that I would say. Seventy percent of the things that we have prepared for each inning or each moment, we never get to. So if you were to watch a game and sit next to me in the booth, you'd hear a dialogue on the air that you normally hear at home. You'd hear a whole separate dialogue off the air on the talkback that we're constantly like, let's do this. Let's try this. Hey, remember, Hey, there's a new left fielder. Hey, the shift is on. Um, You know, Peterson's gone from third base to right field. So then the director takes a shot of that. It's a wild ride, man. So that's what's fun about it. That's the art of it uh, from going to radio to television. But all of those instincts for me came from doing radio by myself all those years in the minor leagues and just being forced to process all this information like my dad always says, "I'm gonna live forever." Because you're never gonna die. Your brain is fully active <laughs> every day for for four hours. You know, it's it's incredible. It's like you're working a hundred crossword puzzles. So but that's the fun part of it for us. And that's why I say when I'm doing a game, and when we are doing a game, we're not we're not fanboys at that point. We're not thinking about yay or boo. It's we're trying to get all this stuff to you so we can entertain, so we can inform all of that, like what we feel is good television. So it's it doesn't work that way. So I, I always laugh when people say, man, you're so against the Brewer. You're such a Brewer homer, or you hate our team. You hear it more in the national games, but <laughs> it has nothing to do with it, believe me.
1: Well, you're obviously good at it. It's gotten you to this point, and then uh, all the other things you've been able to do because of the job. And one of those things, being with Turner the MLB playoffs, And this is where we're kind of like having these discussions about the Brewers right now is, is that they're, you know, they're on this period and this little stretch where they're losing more than they're winning and you get concerned, but there are injuries and they are still a half game out of the wild card. And they're a a half game or a game out of first place. As we talk here this morning, one of the things that I keep saying about the baseball playoffs is that they are more unpredictable than any other playoff. You know, in basketball, I think the better team's going to win. In football, normally the better team wins in that game, barring, you know, something crazy. But in baseball, I mean, anything could happen. You have your stud pitchers miss a couple of pitches, and all of a sudden your 110-win team is out right away in the playoffs. So last year, I thought the Brewers had a World Series team, and then they have a bad weekend, and then they lose to the Braves, and they're done. So if I think that way you know, maybe for the Brewers, they don't need to win 95 games. They don't need to win hundred games if they can just get in. And I'm sure, you know, they have reinforcements coming and you know, I think they will hit better than they're hitting now, but maybe as long as they just get in, because you look at some of these world series champs, the Braves a year ago, at one point, no one thought of them, the nationals, the year that they got past the Brewers, they were what, 15 and 30. I just think in baseball, it's so crazy. We're we're dissecting every game like it is a playoff game right now throughout the season, yeah. throughout the summer, and then we when we get to the playoffs, it's almost like everything we said all summer doesn't matter because it only matters how you're playing in those games.
0: Yeah, no, that's but it's a fun, it's fun to to go through a regular season and start to think and wonder at who emerges and who you know who falls away. Like that's part of it. That's the daily rhythm of baseball. That's why we love it because it's such a part of our lives every day. It's just this 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 daily reminder, this ultimate reality show. So that's a good That's a good thing. It's. I'm glad people feel it that way. And I'm glad Sports Talks Radio feels it that way and talks about it that way. So that's a good thing. Um, and we love that. That's what we love about sports. And, you know, we had it taken away from us in the pandemic. And, man, how sad was that? And how much did we miss that? So um, that's great. But you're right about the postseason, especially in baseball, especially this year because there are six teams in each league that are going to make the postseason. And that first series is going to be a three-game series, and that really means anything can happen. So the one thing, the one consistent piece to that puzzle, the teams that always advance are the teams with really good pitching staffs. And the Brewers have a great pitching staff, elite. Um, right now, they have three starters that are out. So that's a huge storm to try to weather and keep your – head above board while you're in this position right now brewers do not have a great offense they're they're not gonna have a great offense they're just not gonna be able to trade for enough pieces to flip their offense into an elite offense not gonna happen um some guys can elevate their game no question and it can be better offensively they can be average maybe i mean you're hoping but what separates this team is their pitching staff and What's good about right now, even though you're kind of flipping wins and losses, what's great about right now is guys like Hobie Milner and Trevor Kelly. And you're starting to see guys emerge that are pitching really well that aren't really in the conversation when the season started. So now you get your pieces back. Man, that only strengthens what you have uh, in the bullpen. And so hopefully the injuries, as they say, are always going to be um, you know, you're, it's always predicated on how you play in the playoffs and your injuries. Hopefully, these injuries aren't so serious, and they don't seem to be, uh, that these guys can't come back. So, Freddie Peralta is the one guy that concerns me a little bit just because it's a shoulder thing and it's months and months, and he's going to need a full build up. But Ashby looks like he'll be fine. Woodruff looks like he'll be fine. Uh, and then you got Corbin Burns. So, you're trying to get to the finish line with those guys. Um, so, you, you take your chances. I mean, I just talked to Brian Snicker the other day. I, I just I asked him about the World Series. He goes, you know what? I still feel like the World Series found us. We didn't go win it. It just found us. And that's the way it kind of works. That's the way you kind of feel about it. Uh, because you have to have everything go right. You have to get all the breaks. And you have to have everybody pitching well at the same time. All those big pieces for the Braves that basically won the World Series for them. Their incredible bullpen all those left-handers, uh, the, the, they're hurt right now. A lot of them are, like, Matic is not even on the team right now. He's hurt. So that guy was the best pitcher in the game in the postseason. So you just never know. And hopefully one day the World Series is going to find the Brewers. They're due. They have enough talent to do it. Um, so hopefully everything's going to fall in place, and they can make that run like you're talking about.
1: We had a promo accidentally fired. That was Tim Shea's fault is what happened.
0: Uh Oh, was it? See, yeah. Uh-huh. that's why that's why you can't come up on Tim. <laughs> no, because what what happens is that wasn't an accident. <laughs> no, not at all. Exactly, BA. No, exactly. he's gonna get the commercial. He's got like top <laughs> of the hours coming up. He's like, yeah. How am I gonna get this guy to stop talking right now?
1: I gotta get all my reads in. Well, it is the top of the hour right. for us, so we are gonna say goodbye. We'll be down there today. We'll say hi, but always good to have you, you know, at American Family Field and in Milwaukee and I know it was important to you, so it's it's great to still have you a part of it, B.A.
0: Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that, Bart. Good to see you. We'll see you later.
1: Yeah, we'll talk soon. Brian Anderson joining us.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.